and welcome back to Up to Date Podcast. This is episode four. I'm super excited because I have a friend joining us today. Friend, what's your name? My name is Paul. Thanks for having me. Hi, Paul. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, this is our first ever guest. And it's a male, which I think is great because we can use some male perspective on this podcast. Um, so I met Paul Frick. What year? It's 2020. I probably met you in 2012. Something. I think I want to say 2012, 2013 or 14. Um, I was a barista and you came to my shop. And that that was where I met you was you guys were just hanging out and I learned that we all went to the same school at one point and yeah, that's how I met you. <laughs> so wait, yeah, is it, is it because that's totally different than how I thought? Oh, I really? was. <laughs> um, okay. So I thought, okay. So in 2012, the summer of 2012, mm-hmm. I lived with Caroline and Caroline, I thought worked at the same Starbucks that you did, or somehow you guys knew each other through Starbucks. So then one time I remember meeting you at swing dancing because Caroline knew yeah. you and I thought that was the first time I met you. It could be that like, as I remember we saw each other at swing dancing and then you and um, Colton who fun fact, Colton married my best friend from high school and um, this whole group of people from our school, like would hang out at the store and I would be like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? You know, guys. And, and it was, that's, I, there's probably, we probably ran to each other a bunch of other times that we don't remember, but. We yeah. did. We did. And I feel like our whole friendship has been us actually running into each other because it's almost like we're friends that don't really plan to hang out. We just end up finding each other at coffee shops or restaurants or wherever. And then we end up talking for like four hours. I feel like that's our friendship in a I nutshell. Agree. I would have to agree. Which is kind of funny, and they should make a movie about it because it sounds like a good movie. <laughs> I'd watch the movie. movie. So, so anyway, um, so Paul, basically, you can talk about whatever you want today, but we definitely came up with some questions on our own. So to start with, um, welcome to Update It Podcast, and. We just want to know kind of how you got into the world of dating apps and online dating. Yeah. So the, um, I can't I remember the first time I ever tried online dating was back in 2018. I had just, I was a few months into my new job, which is my current job and um, that new job. And the, I had never just tried it. So I was like, um, you know what? It's the digital age. I should catch myself up on this thing of like trying the internet dating scene. It doesn't have the um, stigma that it did when like people were talking about online dating back in like the early 2000s and 90s. Like that was still weird back then. And now it's like a legit thing. Um, um, I know a, I know a lot of people that met their uh, spouses on uh, online. So and things like that. So, um, so I tried the first app I tried was for uh, Coffee Meets Bagel. That was, I was seeing ads for that like on YouTube and I think on Facebook. And I was like, Oh, that's, you know, kind of cool, whatever. And like, I was like, you know what, in, uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. The shtick that they had for coffee meets bagel was like the quality of connection. 
and they were like, what's the biggest problem? Like, oh, well, you know, quality connections, like quality guys, and you know, and I was like, oh, so I was like, I'm not that I think I'm a quality guy. <laughs> not what I'm saying at all, but. Oh, come but, on. Yes, you it. are. So, but no, I was like, I, it just sounded like, it like I like the fact that they were trying to set up um, like legit, from what I could tell, like more legit connections. Um, and I was like, that sounds great. So I'm going to give it a shot. Um, so I went on there. I ended up chatting with someone that I went ended up going on a few dates with. And then after a number of, uh, after a little bit of time, I was like, you know what? I feel like it's not going like in the direction that I think is, you know, potential. So I very gently and um, sweetly, I was like, Hey, I, uh, think we should just be friends. And she was like, Hey, totally get it. We kind of, kind of knew that both going in, um, didn't use, I was in a relationship for a year and a half after that with a good friend of mine and it was long distance. And it, um, that's what kind of got me off of the app for a while. Um, after that relationship ended, I got back onto coffee mates bagel and I saw that they were starting to do the whole subscription thing before it was free. And I was like, Oh, you know, this is cool. I was like, and then they started as like, Oh, if you want the full experience, you know, upgrade to this. I was like, ah, well, that's not as, you know, I was like, I have to spend money, but I get it's an investment now. Like it, it makes sense. Um, I tried match a little bit. Uh, I've tried going on plenty of fish, which was kind of weird. I think <laughs> um, though that, at the two apps, especially as a as a as a Christian, as a believer, that I find to be have been the best. I got onto Upward when it was still fifth FTH. And, yes, nice. Um, and it was, and I actually, I actually ended up having like I had the most like conversation. There was a girl I was talking to on there for a few months, um, and and what's funny is that it didn't go anywhere dating wise, but we're really good friends now. Like I made a friend via the app. Um, and, and I'm really thankful for that connection. Like, cause I, I recognize there was value and we had a lot of things in common. I was like, I feel like we look, we're greatest friends and, um, and so we're friends, which is fine, uh, which is great. And like, I'm really happy about that connection. Um, and I just recently found a, uh, an app called United Young and I really like the way it's set up. So, We'll see where this one goes. <laughs> so it's also a Christian app. Um, and it's more about, it's not just about dating, but also like making f friends. I think what's cool about this particular one is that it's not like about just dating. It's like you, you have the potential of meeting people. So it has this two separate categories. Like you can make guy friends if you want. Like there's a whole section for that of like making connections in other places or, um, you can, you know, look for potential, you know, people to date on there too, which is as a person who's very relational and a person who um, values just connection overall. I love that. I love that it, it's not just like, oh, you know, the people that, you know, are attracted to, like they have no, they have no value. You just kind of swipe left on them and they're gone. I'm like, no, every, every relationship, every interaction has, has meaning. And I like that it places that value on relationship as a whole, no matter who it is in this app. So I think it's really cool. I'm like, I, f I see the most um, potential. I like the way that the details and everything are set up. Anyway, sorry, that was super long winded. And <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, 
I love it. Okay, so let's let's harp right there on yeah. the friend thing for a second. Laura knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> so I think Laura is kind of of the camp of like, I just don't see how people stay friends. I'm kind of of the camp of like, it depends on the situation. But Laura, I want to hear your thoughts on kind of like an app for friendship and any follow-up questions you have about that um well currently looking at united young right now on my phone (laughs) um i mean i'm not i'm not opposed to staying friends with someone from an app but i feel like sometimes it it feels forced and i think that's where i tend Mm -hmm. to be much more willing to just kind of let it go um, where one of the things that you're so great about Mary is that you value everybody and you see everyone's wonderful qualities and that makes you really want to like have some kind of relationship with them and I'm much more like black and white this is not gonna work um, so I'm I'm definitely not opposed to it but um, I've never, I, I've only had one friend that I've made on a dating app. Um, so it's, it's just something that I haven't experienced a whole lot of. I, I do get where you're coming from now. I think you explaining that helps me see your side a little better, but I do think it is different based on personality because you're right. I'm such a relational being. And also thank you for all the kind compliments <laughs> of you threw in there. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm a very relational person. I say this all the time. I blame it on being a twin because I've literally always had someone. And I think I just love that, like, kind of like Paul said, you can kind of just, there is value in every relationship, even if it doesn't go anywhere, which is super great perspective, Paul, because (laughs) sometimes I feel like when I talk to Laura about dating stories, I'm like, what the heck was that for? You know, you just get, you waste all these emotions, you waste all this time and mental energy. But I love what you said there of like every relationship has value. So for the, for a long time, I, when it came to dating and, and just like how I think went about relationships in general, um, I, I know for a fact I was very self-seeking and I think, I mean, this comes with being a, a person, but like whenever... Um, whenever it didn't seem to be like fitting or didn't seem to be like clicking in the way that maybe I thought I wanted it to, like, I think in the past I would want it, like, I'm a very, like, I wouldn't want it to be very scripted and like, you know, the whole meet cute thing, like, oh, it's not going, you know, super whatever, or I don't know, some kind of, some, some reason would, would cause me to cut off the relationship and, you know, not really do anything else with that. But I, I really, you know, especially when I was younger, uh, I would really fail to just remember, Oh, this person is an image bearer. And this person is, you know, that has quirks that are different than me and they have, you know, personality that's different than mine, which is actually a really beautiful thing. I think it wasn't until later in my life that I, you know, began to see like, Oh, well, the differences are good. Like they're compliment, they're complimentary. Like, we're, we're differently because we are not yeah. supposed to have all the strengths and, you know, we get to know someone's story and where they're at. Like I didn't have as much appreciation for that as I do now. So one, one thing I told that one, uh, 
friend, friend that I have now when early on, I was like, I was like, Hey, uh, we had been talking on the app for like a week. And um, we were like, Hey, do you want to, you know, kind of, you know, graduate to uh, like a FaceTime or like video chatting and things like that. And she was like, yeah. And like, and one thing I told her early on, I was like, Hey, I want you to know, like, no matter where this goes, I'm really thankful that we've connected and that we're interacting and that I've had the opportunity to get to know you as a person. And I, I legitimately meant that. Like I, um, like she, you know, she's very different than me. Like to me, like, like I didn't see that compatibility there, but like we had similarities in like the arts and like the things that we appreciate in pop culture. And I'm like, I, I thought I was like, no, what? this person still has value and I'm not going to brush it off or treat her less because she's not uh, someone that would be prospective for me, you know? Um, anyways, so. Um, yeah, but it was, this wasn't always a mentality I had. <laughs> I had to grow into this. God had to grow this in me because yeah. I was um, not a good person when I was in my late college, early 20 years. I was very bad at dating and all this. So very bad. So anyway. I think that just speaks to maturity, honestly. I think the more, at least for me, I mean, like I didn't even start going on dates till this year and I feel like my first date I was like like it's so different than now like I think there's just a maturity that comes with experience and obviously with like wisdom and just I don't know getting older you learn different things you kind of learn from your mistakes a little bit um but I know we had written down a few questions to ask you so Laura do you want to start us off absolutely um so this kind of piggybacks, Paul, onto what you were just talking about as far as seeing people's value and um, just like, again, um, seeing the, the value that every person and every relationship holds. Um, so one of my... Uh, one of my curiosities from a guy's perspective is um, on the topic of ghosting. And um, I think we've all done that. We've all had that done to us. And um, maybe it is a maturity thing. I'm definitely in the camp now where I think it's absolutely unacceptable to ghost somebody, especially as a believer, ghosting another believer or any person. Um, but I didn't always feel that way. Um, and so just want to hear your thoughts on um, what your experience has been with that um, in sort of the the male camp, if you will. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So... Um, so I also fall in the camp of ghosting is unacceptable. Um, it's not that I've never done it, but I don't, I never really believed in that at all. Like I, it's just not okay. It's, there's so many reasons it's not okay. Um, I mean, like there's, it falls back to that value. I think it's like when you're not, when you don't have the, the guts or cojones to, to like be able to tell someone, Hey, you know, I don't think this is going forward, but I just want to let you know, giving that someone that common courtesy and decency to do that is just, come on, you know, like, so, um, so I, with the girl that I met and the uh, coffee meets bagel, I, I had it, I was, we were face to face 
sit down conversation. Um, I was able to do that. Um, I would, I was able to have a lot honest and straightforward conversation with her, um, as well as, uh, you know, the ones subsequent, uh, to that mostly there was one time where me and, uh, uh, this one girl who had met on, uh, on fifth now upward, we were talking for a few weeks and we had, we had this, I think we had this thing where we wanted to connect. We were trying to find ways that we wanted to connect and it was kind of, it was kind of wonky and we, I think we could both feel it. And I remember texting her one day, um, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm praying for you and you know, days going well and everything like that. And she sent me a thumbs up emoji and was like, Oh, that's fine. You know, whatever. And like, after that, we, it wasn't, it wasn't just me. We both ceased communication. Like, I think we just, uh, we just stopped. And I, I think I got afraid to say something and maybe she was too. I don't know, but we just ceased. And it was like, we kind of, uh, I think I was like, I think we kind of just let this drop off. I feel really bad. And I think that's the only time I've like legit like ghosted, but I feel like it was kind of like, we kind of ghosted each other and, and not to say that it's okay, but like it is, it's not, I don't know what you guys think of that, but. Um, okay. Go okay. I want to chime in here quick because, and this is just me playing devil's advocate because I definitely hate being ghosted. No one likes it, but it is interesting to me. I don't know that we can pull like the Christian card with this because I don't think it's ever intentionally to um, like hurt the person. I think, okay, so I was talking with a buddy the other night. I think I told Laura this already. And he was telling me how he had planned to ghost this girl. And I was like, friend, you cannot do that. And he was like, well, why not? And this guy is like a spiritual mentor in my life. Like he is someone who I like, we are the best of iron sharpening iron kind of friends. Like he is definitely someone who I think I know, like Christ is at the forefront of his life. Like it's not at all an issue of like him just being a jerk and wanting to hurt this girl. He sincerely was like, well, this is the easiest way to not hurt her feelings. So why would I do any other way? This is like the most kindest gentlemanly thing I can do. So I think it's honestly, I think it's just a perception difference Um, because I think when you have that perspective of like, I don't want to hurt this girl's feelings. I want this to be painless. I want her to know I'm not interested. This is the way to do it. And I was like, no friend, like you need to tell her, you need to be honest. And we had a really long conversation about it, but I just was curious maybe to hear, um, like, I think it's wrong because it's not, I think it just leaves too many questions. I think it's more respectful to have the conversation to be honest and upfront with them um just because it's the right thing to do but i also want to put out into the void that i don't know that i could necessarily say like it's an absolute like sin to ghost someone but world please understand from a girl's perspective yeah we do not want to be ghosted so Thank you for being yeah, someone yeah. who no, doesn't ghost I, women. That's enough. And the, the, that one time that it did happen with this girl, I'm like, looking back, I'm like, that could have been handled better. It like I should have just been like, hey, it's been a few days, haven't heard from you. Like, just wanted to see how things were going. Is what I should have done. Um, and 
yeah, I, in general, I, like I said, I, I think it says a lot more to, because uh, so going back to kind of experiences about ghosting, like I remember there was a lot of conversations that I would start with someone who actually, you know, made the, maybe initiated the conversation or maybe they didn't, maybe I did. And they, we would go back and forth and then all of a sudden I would hear nothing, which is okay. Like, but not, but like, I was like, I didn't let it bother me too much, but it was kind of, it, but it kind of leaves a twinge in you, you know, you're kind of like, Oh, well, okay. Well, this clearly something they're not feeling it or whatever, but like having been on a variety of apps and like feeling that myself, like even as a guy, it's kind of like, Oh, well, you know, what the heck, you know? So it does like, it does, you know, leave a kind of sting of like that. It shouldn't be anything that I don't think we should take too, too personally. I think it'd be worse if you did get into a very deep emotional connection and then all of a sudden goes to somebody that'd be 100 times worse than if like you were to do it early on. Either way, it's unacceptable, but like, especially then. So I, at least at the times where I've been ghosted, it wasn't like this super deep, like, you know, we've clicking on the levels and, you know, we're confiding in one another and all of a sudden they just disappear. Like that would suck. That would suck for anybody. Um, so, um, yeah, so it's, yeah. So I fall in that same school. Do not ghost. It is not kind. It is not good. It does not show maturity. Um, like, and I also think that like when you do ghost somebody like it, you leave more, like you leave a lot of questions about, in that person's mind like if you are able to have that conversation and be like hey i value you as a person i think you're awesome i think you're great i in like being able to say i don't yeah i don't see this going like in a direction but i wish you well and i want the best for you and i i'm you know praying and especially for a believer i'm praying that for you and I'm like i hope that doesn't come across as as trite like i think when you're i think you know, as best as one can, like express value to that person, even though it's not going forward in the, in the way that maybe one or both of you thought. But um, it, when you go someone, it, it takes away that that opportunity to express that, and that sucks for anybody. So, yes, yeah, I yes, think Paul. too. Just All real quick, over here. Um, the whole ghosting situation just should be a reminder to anyone who's online dating, but especially Christians. If, I mean, if you're not really interested in the person from the get go to the point where you would probably ghost them early on, um, then don't, you know, don't initiate anything. Don't open up that door. If, if you're already feeling like, eh, I'm 50, 50 about this, it just reminds you to be thoughtful and wise and careful about, um, you know, bringing people into a situation that you're not even sure how you feel about. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's, it all kind of boils down to maturity in the long run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't lead people on. If you know from the get-go you're not interested, if you are just talking to talk, like, then at least be careful with your words. I I think a big thing for me is, like, when guys tend to kind of, like, fill you with compliments and, you know, get to know you so deeply and have all these, like you said, Paul, kind of, like, an emotional connection and then just out of nowhere. Like, be careful. Think through those things. Process those things as you're you know, talking to that person, but that's a 
conversation for another time. So, uh, so okay. Um, as believers, Paul, what um, what things on a girl's profile stand out to you that you're like, oh, okay, I see some potential here that um, like that I'm not seeing in a lot of other profiles. What are some of those things that kind of catch your attention? Yeah. So for me, the um, the things that catch my attention most are. So my my number one deal breaker has always been she has to like people. Like I think any believer should <laughs> this should be a thing for any believer to be like has a heart for reaching out. I think um I've met women in the past that are profession Christian professing Christians that like even though they're professing Christians, they don't have this like this mentality, it's a way of life to invite others in and, and to, and to be outreaching. And like, it's that very, like, um, you know, st stereo I don't want to say stereotypical, but like kind of cliche, like, Oh, we're hanging out with Christians. But like, I guess in my heart and mind, like reaching out to others is, you know, and bringing people in, like not being like in a very exclusive couple, like I meant, you know, professing Christian exclusive couples that all they ever do is spend time with each other. They don't really bring people in into, and they don't spend time with their single friends. They don't spend time with, um, like, they're not the kind of people that would like stop on the corner of a street and just have a conversation with someone. I guess that's what I'm really looking for. Someone has this big heart for reaching out to those who are, you know, just, that, that just need it and have a, a heart to build community uh, as well. So, um, I remember trying to date a girl that like, she was like, yeah, I don't really, you know, like people that much. I'm like, and I don't know why I, I like allowed that like in our relationship. Cause I, I, maybe at the time I didn't realize that how important that was to me. Um, but like, that's something I want to do with my, my, my wife, my spouse one day is to be a couple that can bring others in. Um, so I guess to kind of piggyback off of that, like when I see, like not just kind of like the cliches of like, Oh, Jesus, everything. And, you know, he's my savior in my life. All like they, you know, very, you know, powerful, strong worded emotional language, but like, what does that look like in practical application? So like whenever I see, um, um, women that are involved in like youth ministry, I love, I've been done youth ministry the last, I've been a lead, like a, a volunteer youth leader for the last, um, I did for seven years. I've, haven't been in the last two years, but I'm planning to jump back in. But whenever I see that, like, I would love, it's, it kind of goes to the same thing. Here's someone who reaches out to, you know, younger generations and wants to invest in in young people. Um, like, I don't know, it's kind of uh, maybe kind of an idealistic, <laughs> hopeful thing for me. Like me and my wife, you know, do youth ministry together and have a home that like our church kids can come to. Um, so that sticks out for me personally. Um, whenever I see... You know, I'm a, I'm a huge nerd, so I love seeing um, the profiles where, like, they talk about, oh, they love, you know, like, artsy things, like, artistic things, like, you know, visual art or graphic design, or they love music. I love music. is a big one for me. But anything that we can connect on uh, with that. So pop culture, anime, all that stuff, all the stuff that I love. Um, but I'm also finding, like, how, like, the difference is, like, I'm not – if she doesn't like these things, I'm not going to be like, Oh, well, she likes super athletic things. Like it's not my cup of tea necessarily, but that shouldn't disqualify that. I think that's something that 
I've kind of grown into is like, cause I'm finding that you might have all the things in common when it comes to like pop culture and, and, you know, interests, but that's not the actual glue that holds you together. There's, it's so much more, it's so much deeper and, um, so much, it's so much more than that. Um, okay. Um, I have okay, okay. a comment and a question to follow up that with. Okay. So first the comment guys, it, I didn't learn that anime was a genre until like a month ago when I was cleaning a house with Eli one day because I literally was talking about dating profiles and I was like, I'm shocked at the amount of guys who are into anime. And I was like, I don't get the fascination with this show. And Eli is like, wait, what show? And I was like, you know, anime. And he's like, yeah, but like, which one? And I was like, there's multiple different kinds of anime. And he's like, have you been living under a rock? Like anime is like a genre. He's like, like Pokemon is anime and like all this other stuff. And I was like, how have I lived 27 years without learning that anime is not a single show? It is a genre of shows. I felt your defense, incredibly it's uneducated. Not like, if it's something that hasn't really been on the radar of interest for you, I don't think it's anyone. You shouldn't feel bad about that. I don't think. Um, yeah. I just, anyways, so now I know. I feel educated. I feel like, you know, I'm living in the ages now. The second thing, I had a question. So Laura and I have talked about this, I think, maybe on our first, ep no, second episode, because it was about profiles. Um, we talk all the time about, like, the stereotypical guy profiles. And so now that you've told us kind of what you're looking for, I'm curious, what would you say are kind of, like, the girl stereotypical profiles? Because for guys, I don't know if you listened to our first episode. I think you did about how I was like, everyone's like, let's get the picture that I have of this fish that I caught. Let's all talk about the same things we want in women, trust, loyalty, communication, how we're competitive about, about everything, how, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's just, yeah. yes, yes, that one. I forgot about that one. And it's just the same profile. I was like, and not everyone. But like 90% of guys have like the same stuff on their profile. So I'm curious, do you like, are there, is there one of those for girls? Like what is a stereotypical girl profile or do we have um, just kind so of all the same or the are they all different? The ones that immediately put me off and I think no, like in immediately are when there are just an obscene amount of Snapchat filters on profiles. <laughs> like, cause, and, and depending on what app it was, I think in like some of the things are like, I think upward is, I didn't see that as much or on, I'm not seeing that as much on um, United Young, but like plenty of fish. I was on there for a little bit and it was chock full <laughs> of just Snapchat filters, like as profile pictures for the things. And I was like, why? Like, I'm, I've never been a big Snapchat user. I don't know. I try not to judge people that use Snapchat too much, but like, it just like when that's all of your photos, I'm like, I I don't, I can't connect with you on a personal level. I can't really see what you actually look like. I'm like, no, just it just kind of puts me off, and I'm like, yeah, it just kind of makes me cringe a little bit. But don't but, but don't you love the mystery, Paul, of not really knowing what we look like? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're learning like good things from this guy. Um, I had one more question, um, and then Mary, you can. Um, I don't know if you had any <clears throat> that were that you had thought of, but uh, my last one is um, 
Paul, do you think that being on a dating app sort of levels the playing field as far as who takes initiative in a relationship or in a potential relationship? Like most believers would say the man absolutely should lead. You know, he's, he's interviewing to be the leader of a family, but I feel like a lot of people would say, well, you're on a dating app. So you're kind of both pursuing each other. What do you think about that train of thought? I think that, I mean, that I think it comes down to one, the design of the app. There are some apps that don't allow for like, if you're on Bumble, like the woman has to make the first move from what I understand of that app. So I think there's that. Um, I think an app is just another, it's just, it's just another network. It doesn't necessarily change like who has the ability, like men can choose to send the first message or they cannot, or, and women can choose to, to send the first message or they cannot. I mean, like it, it still is still falls at the mercy of the person's, the personal convictions. Um, I think in maybe in a general, like cultural vibe sense, like, you know, we're coming together in this app and like, you can't see each other. It's, it's very modern. So I guess in maybe in a, like a mentality way, it, it kind of levels the playing field and we're all people on this app here. So, you know, anyone can do anything. Um, but I think we're still gonna operate based on our belief in like how relationships you know, should or should not be. Um, and if the app is just kind of open and to where everyone can do that, then that'll still come out. Um, I don't know that being on an app, like, makes a difference. Like, if you're, say, you know, you know, you meet somebody at a party or whatever, like, who's going to say the first thing, you know, like, are you going to, is the guy going to go do it? Or is the girl going to go do it? It's like, you know, it, it's the medium and the place that you're meeting is different, but you're still two people, you know, making forward motions or not making forward motions or whatever it is. So um, maybe just cultural context wise, it does, but I don't think it does. Does that make sense at all? To you? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Mary, what do you think? Um, I kind of, go both ways. I think um, there have been, well, there have been plenty of times where someone will match with me um, and then mm -hmm. not start a conversation at all, which normally if I'm the one, like as a general rule of thumb, I so appreciate and respect when a guy starts a conversation because it shows that he actually is like, there's some level of interest there of like, hey, I'm going to take initiative and talk to you. Um, so to me, it's kind of, it's not a slap in the face, but it's a little bit questionable mm -hmm. when a guy will match with me and then not say anything. Um, and so I'm like, okay, well, do you want to start a conversation? Am I just going in your like queue of girls to talk to at some point? Like it kind of makes me wonder. Um, but as far as Bumble, it's funny because the people I've matched with on Bumble like, I think I've only maybe had, like, four matches total on Bumble. Like, I'm not really on that app very much. But when I have matched with people and started the conversation, 
I think three of the four of them have never written back. And so I'm like, there's all this crap on people's profiles on Bumble about like, don't swipe right if you're not going to talk to me. We only have 24 hours kind of thing. But then I'm like, okay, well then why are you all not responding when the girls do start a station, you know? So there's some confusion there. And I think just to avoid confusion, it is always really nice when the guy starts conversation. But normally if I match with someone and they don't start conversation within a few days, I'll kind of reevaluate of like, do I want to start the conversation with this person or do I feel like they're not worth my time? And then I kind of make a decision. Um, I think that's really good for men to hear like that there is this seeking of initiative and um, men should take that to heart because there is, if we are looking at relationships, like as, you know, Christ's pursuit of the church, like as it should, you know, there, there is still that beautiful picture of like, if men are, you know, pursuing women the way God pursues us, then they should, there should be that. Um, I, I, and I also fall in the school. Like I'm not, I love it when women make themselves known and I love it when they, you know, express interest and things like that. Cause some guys need the encouragement to be able to make a move. Cause some guys are guys, guys are also nervous and afraid because we also have gotten hurt at some point. And we also have, um, we, we kind of like prompts are good and, and having someone encourage you to do so is, is, is helpful. So, but I, I, so I can see where there's that, but I also understand the, the desired pursuit and initiative too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's all the questions we have. Um, typically towards like the end of an episode, we talk through where we're at in our dating lives. And I don't know necessarily that we have a ton of time for that. So my plan is, Laura, I'm going to share about my date if you want to share about your date. Okay. So this week, I only have one person I'm talking to. We just matched this morning. So there's not a whole lot happening on that horizon. But I did have the most interesting date of my life last week. Last Monday. It was a week from today. And it was just so wild and bad and oh my goodness I just can't like it's almost comical now because I'm like I can't believe that happened so I matched with this guy we had matched like a few weeks before Thanksgiving like it had been one of those scenarios actually where he didn't start the conversation and so I just kind of didn't do anything about it but I didn't ever like unmatch with him or anything I kind of just let it be and then all of a sudden last Sunday morning um he started talking to me and it was like kind of early in the morning, like maybe seven ish. And he was like, Hey, I hope I didn't wake you up. I hope you um, are doing well this morning. And I was like, Oh, hello. Like, yeah, I'm already up getting ready for church. You didn't wake me up. Like, how's your Sunday going so far? I don't know. It's like, what do you say at like seven thirty in the morning to someone? Um, and so we start talking and I was telling him how I was like getting ready for church. And he was like, Oh, like, I'd love that you go to church. Like, where do you go? Are you involved? Like, so we started initially having a lot of conversation about church, which is really positive normally. And it's always a good indicator of like, okay, we're on the same page. We're looking for the same things. Um, even before asking those deep questions. So like maybe after like 45 minutes to an hour, I was like, Hey, I'm headed to church. 
my Sundays are crazy. Like I probably won't, you know, be back on this app till like later tonight. So did my whole Sunday, came back later that afternoon. We started talking again and um, he was asking how church was, you know, we had great conversations about what we were going through at both our churches and like the Bible studies were in and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, you seem like this amazing woman. Like, you know, these are the things I'm looking for in a woman. And like, I just really appreciate that God is a priority. Like, can I take you out for coffee? And I was like, yeah, that would be so fun. I would love that. So he was like, okay, well, let me know when you're free. Like, let's see what we can do to make our schedules work. And so I was like, okay, thinking like, well, let's do something next weekend. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, are you free next Saturday? And he was like, actually, I'm in a wedding. Anyways, long story short, we ended up having a date that next day. So like he drove two hours, which I respect taking time out of, you know, your day to come have a date with someone you met not even 24 hours ago. There's a lot of respect to that. Like, thanks for taking initiative. But guys, it was so bad. (laughs) It was so bad. So I get there to this coffee shop. That's my favorite coffee shop. Shout out to Bruce to Allie. Um, I get there and he's already seated with his coffee like he already ordered. So I walk in and he doesn't stand up. He doesn't hug me. So it's like really awkward. I'm like talking to him standing up like I'm standing up. He's sitting. And I was like, oh, like, did you already order? And he was like, oh, yeah, like I did. And he wasn't like oh, let me come order with you. Here's my card. Let's go get you something. He was like, oh, (laughs) Oh do you want me to pay for your coffee? Oh, no. And I was like, I was like, uh, because, okay, if I answer yes, it's going to make me sound like an entitled, greedy white girl. And if I say no, then it's like, I don't want to offend him. So I was like, oh, like, no, it's fine. Like, I got it. Like, don't worry about it. And so I go and order, and I'm like, that whole first 30 seconds told me everything I needed to know about the state. Like, it was so awkward. Like, okay, guys, word to the wise. I don't care who you are or how awkward you feel. Always hug a girl when you meet her. It just takes away the pressure. There's, like, a safeness and comfort in it. Like, unless you have a super personal conviction about not touching a woman before meeting her, like, I just, I don't know what world, but, like, just hug them. It's, it makes it so much better. And always pay, always pay for their first date. Like, even if you've already ordered, show initiative, do that. It just, uh, anyways, okay. So the next three hours were like the longest three hours of my life. And really, it was only an hour and a half, but it felt like three hours. Because, like, every ten minutes, I would be, like, casually looking at my phone, like, oh my gosh, this date is going so slow. So he didn't really know how to talk to me. He didn't really know how to ask me questions. So like, it was kind of just me asking him questions the whole time. And it was so awkward. And there were so many times where he like said things that I'm like, bro, like we are on a first date. Like you need to calm down. Like there was one point he was asking how I ended up in Greenville and he was talking about like, well, maybe like I'll move closer to you to like be with you. And like, I just was like, what? Like, you don't even know me yet. And then there was a point where he was talking about like me meeting his family and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, ugh, like slow down. And then, so finally it's like a decent time to leave. And so I like look at my watch and he was like, Oh, like, do you need to go soon? I was like, yeah, I better, I better get going. And he was like, Oh, can I walk you to your car? Which normally after a date where there's like, it's gone very badly. I'd be like, no, that's okay. Thanks so much. Like I'm, I'm good. But 
there's only like one place to park around there. So I'm like, it would be super awkward to be like, no, I'm fine. And then both walk together anyway. So we walked to my car and sure enough, he's parked like right behind me. So, um, so I go in to give him a hug and be like, Hey, thanks so much. And so I hug him and I start talking. I'm like, Hey, thanks so much for driving down, like taking time out of your day. Like that was very thoughtful of you. Like, I appreciate the time you spent kind of thing of like, you know, still thanking them for their time, but not being like, Hey, let's do this again. And he grabs me so tight. You guys like the tightest hug I've ever been in and is like starting to sway a little bit. And he's like, I just had so much fun getting to know you. And I'm thinking like, we talked about you the whole time. And he is like, just saying all this stuff. And then he goes in for a kiss. (laughs) It was like, bro, no. And so I like pivot and he kisses my eyebrow slash eye. And if that's not bad enough, he didn't like take that rejection as anything and continued to hug me for like two to three more minutes and continued to talk about how he wants to take me on a proper date to dinner and how he wants to come back next week and all this stuff. And I was like, read the room. I just dodged your kiss, my friends. Like, this is not going well. And it was so bad. And then I got, I finally got out of that hug, which was a very, very feely hug. And then I get in the car to call my friend and tell them about it. And as I'm on the phone with my friend, he texts me and he's like, you've taken my breath away. I can't wait to come back and, and take you to dinner. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? It was so bad. Just the whole day. I, the next day I was having flashbacks and I was like, I feel traumatized. Like, I don't even want to think about this. (laughs) Oh gosh. So anyways, that date's over. Thank goodness, oh, wow. but that was you know, the that dating was highlight. So epic. Of I think we should week. just end there. Nothing can follow that up. That's that's amazing. I agree. <laughs> you deserve you deserve what? the whole floor, Mary. You you get the whole floor. I mean, no I guess no one's gonna come up so. on stage with you after that. That's pretty bad. That's pretty intense. I, you can't see me, but I'm shaking <sighs> my head and cringing as you were telling the story. It's like, no, dude, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Okay, so I'm glad it wasn't no, no. just me who's like, this was as bad as it sounds. Um, we will be back soon-ish. We don't know what we're going to do with the holidays coming, how often we're going to be able to record and edit. Um, but we are hoping to get some more content out before the end of the year. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, it was This was a really fun episode, um, and hopefully we can do many more like this. So episode four of the podcast, we out.